Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk. Talk Recorded live. Good morning, good evening, wherever you may be across the nation or around the world. Once again, you are listening to the VMware Communities Roundtable Podcast. This is podcast number 506. My name is Eric Nilsson, and with me today, I have my regular co-host, Ismail Chaudhry. Ismail, today's Wednesday, April 1st, 2020. How's it going? Mm-hmm. Going great. Happy guess, April Fool's Day, sir. I guess April Fool's has been canceled because of just all the weird things that are happening this year. I think we're, our weird bucket is all full and overflowing, so we're just going <laughs> to skip the April Fool's jokes and uh, just move into a decent show. So a lot of things are excited, exciting or happening. It's a bizarre time, but uh, we got a great show today. We're going to be talking about hands-on lab. So we have Sandy Visso and Olivia Reyes here, and we're going to be talking about hands-on lab 2020. A little bit of Odyssey updates. We had them back on the show, I think, in August of last year, where we talked about Odyssey and what was happening at VMworld. And I know they've been working hard on a lot of stuff with Odyssey and Hands-On Labs. So we thought we'd have them back and talk about what's going on. Because in today's world where you're all sequestered at home, what better way to go out and engage with people than uh, go take some hands-on labs and participate in the Odyssey program that's happening, which I think is gamification. So we'll talk a little bit about gamification, a little bit about Odyssey and uh, everything else. Um, But before we get to that, we'll always do a little bit of the news. What's continuing to operate. Uh, We're actually super busy. There's just a lot of IT growth. I think everybody in the IT industry is super busy these days. And it's just because IT usage has skyrocketed because everybody's home doing things on virtual virtual online stuff, right? uh, Right, Ishmael? I mean, I think that this is the way we're just, we're we're living now. It's, you know, it's it's an interesting time, like you said. this transition to working remotely 100% of the time. Uh, luckily, we're in a position that we can do that. You know, I feel a little, uh, a little sorry for the folks that uh, have to be going into the office and be customer facing nowadays. Um, yeah, so it's uh, interesting times, and uh, you know, hopefully, this is not our new normal. We'll get back into uh, back into the office sooner than later. But we are busy. We are busy, and the the work continues. And IT resources are as critical as ever, especially in today's day. So uh, I will do a shout out to our YouTube channel. So thanks for guys that are following us. Uh, we're nearly uh, 200 followers, and we only set this up a couple of weeks ago. So if you gotta kind of want to watch us, you can go to YouTube.com/vbarbecue and see nice pictures of all of us live streaming. Uh, and if you want to give us a subscribe, uh, that would be awesome. And if you want to get notified hit the little bell uh, but we are on youtube as well as on talk Show. so if you're listening to this you're probably listening to it in your car uh on itunes uh we're, we're we stream there as well as talk Show. so audio and and video now now going you can subscribe to either one of those channels uh with that uh we will mention 
April 2nd, which is tomorrow, vSphere 7 launch. Uh, so if you want to come watch Pat and crew talk about vSphere 7, uh, I know that's going on tomorrow. You can go to VMware.com and click on the register, get add to your calendar. Uh, it's going to be going on tomorrow. And we're going to be talking about all the things about vSphere 7. So vSphere 7 gets its proper launch tomorrow. And I'm pretty sure they're going to be talking about GA dates in that launch. So, And it is going to be this quarter. So pay attention. Uh, vSphere 7 has a lot of cool features on it. Uh, podcast number 504, I think we talked a lot about uh, what's happening with vSphere 7 and some of the cool new features that are uh, in there. Not just Project Pacific, but also Rio Center. Romero, I know the experts have been busy. I know you've been doing some briefings. What's been happening? Yeah, well, we just did a uh, briefing yesterday on NSX for the VExpert NSX uh, program. And uh, April 7th, we're going to kick off all of the um, award announcements um, for the six sub-programs we've got. So pretty excited about that and very, very busy. Yeah, I, I got to say you have been the sub-program. So uh, voting is near that should be exciting for everybody. And these sub-programs are absolutely worth it for people really a given technology and want to evangelize a given technology because the BUs engage with this and the BUs actually run these programs, right? Right, absolutely. Yeah, the BUs are doing all the voting um, based on their own criteria um, from the BUs. Yeah, absolutely. 100% BU managed. BU managed, and this this allows uh, people to actually engage one-on-one -on -one directly with, one, people that really know technology. So if you're in cloud or if you're in EUC, uh, this is this is a way to engage with those top 100 people. So uh, excited about seeing those awards and seeing each one of those programs launch. I know you've been busy. I've just watched a lot of the expert briefings over the last uh three or four weeks, everybody seems to want to come and reach out and engage online to to the experts and the influencers in general. So keep up the good work, I think. Uh, and thanks to everybody that uh, comes and participates and, and does session briefings and did the voting and everything there. So the program really has 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 taken on and it's more of a, a heavy engagement now for, for people that want to, you know, work with us closely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, cool. All right. Well, that's, uh, you know, news can, continues on. Uh, we haven't heard about VMworld yet. We're waiting to see if, as far as I know, it's still on, on schedule. Uh, but they have reached out to us and asked us whether, you know, whether we'd be willing to do uh, V brown bag sessions online as well as VMware code sessions online. And we're saying, sure, of course, we do that anyway. So, and we are building a a, a list of pres presentations to start rolling out uh, as part of the code program. So, Cripa has done a call for papers for VMware code. So if you're interested in talking about developer sessions, we are running developer sessions. And I think we got our first one live stream coming up uh, either tonight uh, at 7 p.m. or sometime this week. I should look up the date while we're talking. Uh, so we are doing live stream. Uh, code events. Uh, we are talking to v Alistair Cook on v with V Brown Bag to look at doing online live stream for co uh, VMware community sessions. Uh, 
that's what waiting to see where VMworld lands based on how long the coronavirus lockdown actually stays in place. But, uh, you know, we'll just have to wait and see how that goes. And with that, we'll talk now. We'll transition to our main topic and introduce our guests again, uh, which is Hands-On Lab and Odyssey. So uh, thanks for being on the show. Uh, I guess we'll first uh, ask Sandy to tell me a little bit about yourself. Who are you and how long you've been at VMware and what do you do? Hello, hi everybody. Um, yeah, so I am part of the Hands-On Labs team. I'm a content architect, and I've been with VMware around six years or so now, or this will be my sixth year. And um, essentially what I do, I, I work on the content that users get to interact with um, in our labs. So my main focus is around vSphere, VMC on AWS. So um, so I'll be happy to share some of the work that we're currently developing as we just launched our um, development cycle this year. Nice. Okay, great. Uh, yeah, why don't you do the same? Tell us a little bit about yourself, and then we'll move on to our topics. Sure. Thanks for having us, Eric. Hi, everyone. I'm Olivia. Um, I am on the business growth and go-to-market strategy team on the Hands-On Labs team. Um, I'm coming up on one year full-time with VMware on the Hands-On Labs team, and um, I'm really excited to talk about a lot of the new developments that we've been working on with Odyssey specifically launching the online program, developing out the website, um, going through, um, you know, shifting from in-person events to online events. Um, so I'm happy to be here. Thanks for having us. Yeah, perfect. I don't know if you guys have been on the social streams, but uh, if you have, you've seen these advertisements from the Master Series uh, training classes that have been happening. And I just got to say, they're doubling down on putting ads on all the social channels around, come learn, come take the Master Series uh, content. So online education now, learning online is just, just, just boom, because everybody's home, their job roles are shifting a little bit. And, you know, we, we definitely see that people ha are, are, you know, looking for breaks, you know, where I'm on my computer, I want to take a break. So Sandy, uh, how do you see this affecting what you're developing, what your online presence versus all the ramp up we do for VMworld? How is this impacting you guys and, and what you're, you're working on? Yeah, absolutely. So um, as of last year, we moved to a continuous development model where we're actually releasing labs throughout the year versus um, working towards VMworld timeframe. And I'm actually happy to share um, in a couple of weeks, we're actually going to be releasing a vSphere Operations 8 lab. So that's going to be new. And then, of course, everybody has been asking us about the new release of vSphere 7. Um, so we are going to be looking to release that lab way before VMworld. We're looking at May timeframe. So I'm happy to share that with the team. And hopefully that gets our community excited because we've seen all the comments asking us, when is this going to be available? We can't wait to actually touch the product and um, understand what are the new features. So that's something that our team has been ramping up to ensure that we're able to fit the demands of our customers and users. And that way they're not waiting for, for VMworld timeframe. So those are some of the new things that we've, we've been working on in terms of the content and, and releasing the labs earlier. Yeah, I can, I can see that because are you guys looking at Project Pacific and Kubernetes as part of that training or will that be broken apart into like Kubernetes Kubernetes training and then vSphere 7, or is it all going to be bundled together? Or is That's it a great modules? question. Yeah. 
Um, so we are actually developing a lab that is vSphere 7 with Kubernetes. So that way it goes a little bit more in depth on those new features. And we will have, again, our vSphere 7 lab. So we are creating a, a brand new lab just for that um, release. And, and that's the time frame that we're looking at for, for May. Um, so hopefully that's where our users can start engaging and understanding um, all, the, all of the, those new features. Yeah, that's 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 good, and I would expect that would that would be a smart way to do it. Which was here's vSphere seven, and then more of a deeper dive on Kubernetes topics, you know, spherelets or vSphereLets or I think it's spherelets, right? And ways to run Kubernetes, uh, you know, embedded in vSphere, which you know applies to you know a lot of new opportunities or new greenfield opportunities when people are doing modern app, you know, conversions. But at the same time, there's a lot of people that won't apply to, right? That the companies are running. I remember I went to Toronto vMug and ask people how many people are interested in Kubernetes or that kind of stuff. And like uh, 200 people, like nobody raised their hands, right? Like they were like, yeah, <laughs> we, we already are settled in our groove here. We, we do a lot of stuff. So it's, I, I want to always remind people when vSphere 7 is here is that there's some really great standard core features here that you want to go get trained on, right? Whether it's uh, how to do, um, I think the one that uh, uh, came out a really good blog this week was on changing the size of VMDKs, right? Like that it went in vSphere 6 for, to a five, a five step process to vSphere 7, it's like one click. You know, you, you put in your VMDK size and you just click and it just readjusts it. So there's things like that that like save people a lot of time and license management got a lot easier, certificates became a lot easier. So there's a lot of work in these day-to-day -day practices that then that can turn into enhancing your operational model at work, right? Because, you know, you can yeah. change the number of steps, the workflow uh, became simpler, easier, and that that impacts people's day-to-day -day jobs. So uh, I can see wanting to have, you know, a, a good session around that. And I can imagine the pressure that you guys experience right right about now, especially when you're <laughs> home, where, yeah. where's our master class, right? Um, yeah, they've been asking us, and we're like, the product hasn't GA'd yet. <laughs> so um, we, we are kicking development early on, but of course we, we also, um, we do get access to some of those early bits, but we are also waiting as, as things develop here. So um, right, there's, there's a little bit of the product launching that has to happen general mm -hmm. general availability has to happen and then when all that happens then you get then you can absolutely align in we we talked about um uh, esxi on raspberry pi 4s on a show a couple of weeks ago and it's that same space where uh the raspberry 5 or implementation is reliant on vSphere 7. So you have to get vSphere 7 out in the market, generally available, and then we can have a fling that exposes ESXi on Raspberry Pi, but all these things have to happen. And then throw in um, the, the virus and how that impacts the release timing of all this stuff and in general availability, it gets interesting. Um, so what else are you, do you got? I know, I know you're doing continuous development. You have your laundry list of things that are coming out. Um, are there anything of worthy mention that people can, can make a note of, or have there been any kind of sessions that you see this year that are kind of surprising? Like, Oh, you know, these are ones that are popular. It's like, so maybe we should just, do you know of what are the popular sessions? that are showing up or that are out there? Yeah, well, um, as Olivia shared, it, we are now moving to that online aspect. So one of the new things that we've been working on is making sure that we're able to offer our labs 
I mean, right now they're available 24-7, but now in, in a more um, structured way where there is an event, um, we had the Evolve event um, happen last week in, in APJ, where they launched it across um, all of their English-speaking countries such as Singapore, India, and we had hands-on labs. And we actually created an, a new Odyssey lab, which is around Kubernetes. So as you mentioned, we're, we're getting into that space and, and um, that just launched about two weeks ago. So I would encourage everybody to, whoever is just new to Kubernetes and just wants to understand kind of where they're at in terms of their skill set, I think it's a good um, way to, to kind of get introduced and also see if there is a need to go a little bit more in depth in, in the lab, which, which we have a lab available for that Odyssey um, gamification aspect. And then um, I know, Olivia, I don't know if you wanted to share some of the events that we're looking to incorporate ourselves in. Um, we've been hearing a lot from the Vima community. Do you want to share a little bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think as Sandy said, obviously all of our Odyssey game labs and, and traditional hands-on labs are available online 24-7, um, um, 365 days a year. But now with the shift towards online events, we've really been working on partnering with um, the relevant parties to find out the best way to offer it in an engaging format. So something that we're working on with the VMUG team is having an after hours Odyssey challenge tournament where um, we have players and attendees log on, share their screens, maybe share, you know, are drinking a beer at happy hour and, and taking an Odyssey lab, seeing how intense they get, how focused they get to, to rank at the top of our leaderboard. Um, so we're, we're really super excited to see that happen, and, and we're partnering with a lot of other groups to kind of get that creative style of online tournament format working, um, rather than just, you know, the hands-on labs traditional experience, learning, looking for new ways to engage our users and, and, and players in this time of online virtual only. Yeah, I could see that uh, VMUG must also have to deal with this transition because VMUG is traditionally the, you know, come together, meet in a city. That is kind of their charter and what they do, right? And the fact that uh, VMUG, you can't do that, right? Um, that that means that, you know, they have, to, they have to figure out a different model to create that foster of small group community, community group in your in your area and and create learning environments for both the company getting our the new technology out to these people but also to to allow them to you know discuss it and engage with it and so online discussion so they're they're talking about maybe this multiple multiple rooms where i could see people that have come in is there any this question is for both of you um when i go take a lab at vmworld i get uh, an instructor, I raise my hand and people can come around and explain things. How are you guys looking uh, at that engagement online? Yeah, we, um, we have a live chat box option for typically a lot of our past online events where um, users or attendees can kind of type in their questions and we'll have support staff online throughout the whole event that can in real time answer their question and, and give them live support. And Actually, we had a, a similar session happen last week around NSXT. Um, I believe Sandy was one of the support answering a lot of the questions, and I think she said it, it worked out really well. Um, so that's definitely one way we've been approaching the, the real-time support. I don't know, Sandy, if you had any anything else you wanted to share on that. 
Yeah, yeah. In, in the event that we had last week, we actually um, had a format where there was a education instructor who talked about NSXT and the product. So it was um, they were able to provide a deep dive on what the product contained. It was a, it was more advanced the content that was reviewed in in that um, webcast format, and he also provided. between NSXV versus NSXT. And then at the end, we had um, around 15 minutes to talk about hands-on labs. And then we launched the Odyssey um, challenge where it was focused on NSXT that way. The users who were attending the webcast heard about the product and now had a chance to, to test it out themselves and see if they have a good understanding of any place where they're getting stuck and, and seeing the Um, very well um, and we were answering through chat and I think one of the things that we're gonna continue to explore and, and do more for online is at VMworld we had this whole aspect of a tournament and we had an MC who really kept it lively um, gave a lot of energy to the players and also um, narrated what was happening so that's something that we were looking to continue to do bringing a virtual MC and kind of kicking off the competition and then um, at the and um, seeing who, who is the winner. So that's something that we're, we're trying to bring that excitement online. Yeah, I can, I can definitely see that uh, it, it's, it's important. To some degree, I always question myself, how much is gamification fun versus how much is real content and you know, uh, you know learning, but can it be fun and also be real content at the same time? Uh, but it sounds like you guys are you know having success and blending that, and I think that's 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 a uh, awesome and the real time uh, chat windows where you can come in and ask questions and engage. Uh, that's that's also good. So uh, all right, it's kind of fun. I get to do it. Is there any kind of recognition? Have you guys looked at like I know these are very transient type of things where I come, I do, I'm on the leaderboard and then it's gone, right? Um, is there is there any kind of thoughts of maybe keeping a long time leaderboard or some way that throughout the year I can see how I'm doing or how I did against other people in other cities or other other places? Wondering, you know, how how if I if I do this and I learn a little bit, it's kind of fun at the moment. But do I get do I win a prize? Do I get to see myself on a leaderboard? Have you guys had any thoughts around uh, how to make this you know expose my 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 effort that I did so that because you're not going to have a competition at VMworld, or maybe we will, maybe we won't. But if you're running these all the time, uh, what does that mean to me as a user? Yeah, that's, that's a great question. We, we're actually um, exploring that right now, because right now we have the ability to create a unique leaderboard for each event. So that way it's um, it's unique to the participants who are attending that event. It's not necessarily everybody who is online. So that way we create something more exclusive for that audience. And then we also have the, the ongoing online leaderboard where everybody can just take it and, and compare themselves. But that is actually a good segue to our futures where right now we're in the process of um, building out our, our website. And maybe Olivia, you can talk about what currently what we just launched. Um, and then I can go into a little bit more detail on your your question around scoring and, and all of that and prizes. So hopefully that can give you a sneak peek on one of the, some of the things that we're working on. 
Yeah, absolutely. So um, I think just last week we launched our new updated Odyssey website, um, odyssey.vmware.com. And on that, what we're really trying to do was previously we, we had it not very much content on there, um, more just really general knowledge on what Odyssey was. And, and now what we're trying to do is really deliver more of a personalized experience for our users um, to understand where it fits in their career path, what Odyssey labs are most relevant to them, and, and really what it is as a whole. Um, so we've started adding, you know, sections of the website like our community, um, pulling some of our favorite quotes from the VMworld and VForum tournaments, um, and, and pictures from players and, and advocates of the program. Um, and then I think the biggest addition that um, Sandy was referring to was the idea of adding missions. So this is really laying out the content in a way that's comprehensive from start to finish based on maybe a, um, a user's career title or job title, or maybe the product that they're most hands-on with. So for example, uh, we have one for a system administrator and, and that lab or that mission would take them through with our space theme of, of Odyssey, um, start to finish, getting started with vSphere in the very introductory stages. Um, once you get through our traditional hands-on labs, then you can test your skills with an Odyssey lab, see what you remember, see what you didn't, and go back to the spots that you forget. Um, once you feel comfortable with the, the beginner and the getting started content, you can work your way down towards the advanced and, and the intermediary and, and the harder content as it goes. So uh, we just launched our missions, um, which really tries to lay out the the information in our Odyssey labs in, in one path that helps our users understand, you know, how and where this can fit into more than just ranking at the top of their leaderboard, but how this helps develop their career and their skill sets. Um, and I think for future, which Sandy will talk about more, we really want to get get past that hump of just prizes and, and you know, leaderboard bragging rights. We want to be able to track your progress, give you instant gratification with points or rankings or badges. Um, but this is just phase one and we're really excited to see that we went live last week with the missions as is and it'll only get you know more granular and more dynamic from here. Yeah, that's actually pretty interesting uh, in the sense of, you know, learning, to, uh, putting it into your career, you know, model framework uh, because it's like that's for me what is valuable for like i i look at leaderboards and i look at prize and i go that's nice but that's not that's not why i come to hol i come there because i i need to learn things i need to learn what i need to do next quarter or next year and i, I have to understand all the functionality to, to make my business operate so that makes sense that you 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 frame that up as a as a career model and how do i how do i have fun learning about you know this technology but also you know seeing where i am getting the right badges but that sparks another question which is you know we're moving into this cloud framework so maybe i'll set step back a little bit and say we're moving into SaaS services cloud frameworks buy on demand the, the vmware is definitely offering up SaaS services now for all our features all right that's good now in from that viewpoint education starts to change learning starts to change because it's all cloud it's starting to be cloud services it's starting to be operational not installation uh okay that makes sense this training model then also makes sense because you come in and you consume you learn it's all online you're learning things online which then you're going over to cloud operating those services that makes sense microsoft and we mentioned this a couple of days on the podcast uh 
got rid of their VC uh, their their certifications. So the Microsoft certifications that you would run in your data center, they've just obsoleted them and said, yeah, we don't want those anymore because they're moving into Azure, which is cloud services. Um, have you guys considered working with education? I know we have our VCP certifications, our VCA, VCP, uh, VCDXs, all these things that education does. How does this align with what education is? Do you guys connect the dots between what I'm learning over on HOL versus what I need to go do to get certified and getting my certifications? Just just a thought, because I think that as we move forward and the experts and all the IT practitioners move forward, they're taking these labs. They're you start engaging with content that's good for my my career, but then I have over here this other place called education where I buy services. So I'm wondering if there's alignment there that we could probably do. Yeah, that, that's definitely something that we have also been hearing from the community. We've gotten feedback. How does this relate to a certification? Am I ready to get certified? So we, we have um, started those conversations with the education team and seeing if there is any um, correlation. And so right now we're going to be looking at focusing on VCP as, as a first test bed. And um, right. One of the things that we're looking to do is making sure that our content aligns and at least prepare our users for that stage. Um, we, we do have some things that for us, we, we really go on making sure that our users understand the new product and everything and also uh, a way for them to quickly gain um, some information about our product and expertise and an easy way so that way they don't have to spend many many hours and so we're trying to find that balance where we're offering our users the, that bite-sized content that's still useful for their career if they they don't have a need to get certified but at the same time making sure that we make those connection points that if in the future they decide to go to the certification path they have already the tools in place to to do that so um that you that was kind of my future there where i was going to share that we we have started those conversations and one other thing that we're looking to do is um being able to offer our users a way that they're able to see what they have actually taken and engaged with so as they take an odyssey lab or a full lab um we're hoping that we can give points and, and award badges so they can stay engaged with the community and also have a, themselves have a profile to see, okay, I've done this. I, I see that I, I have a good sense on all these lives, but oh, look, there's this other path here that I could possibly explore. So that's something that um, is in the works for, for future stage, but right. hopefully that way our users have a overall picture of what is available and how they can get to that next stage. Yeah, that's a that's a, that's a great response. And you said something in there that piqued my interest in as well, because we've got this other thing that we've been talking about, uh, which is bite size, right? And uh, mm -hmm. and and what is the definition of success when you're running a program to educate people? And in the old days, I'll just tell you a little narrative. We we used to measure how many full videos we would have of a keynote. Right. Um, and mm -hmm. so we'd look, OK, we got 20,000 views of the keynote for VMworld or, you know, wow, we're trying to push it to 26,000 views of a keynote. Uh, and every once in a while, I raise my hand. And I go, you know, uh, things are changing back to, to bite size. If we can take the whole keynote and we can break it up into like three minute video watches. Right. But we have 10 three minute video watches. That's 30 minutes. Maybe we need 15 of those. But you actually get the same content out, but just in bite size pieces. Mm -hmm. And I got to look that in the educational space and I think 
think you guys have these smaller labs now or quick labs or I forget what they call them, uh, where you're Sorry, actually lightning labs. Yeah, lightning labs where you're delivering educational bits in something that's like, hey, I, I've been sitting at my desk all day. I'm tired. Let me go take a 15 minute, edu you know, bite sized bit of knowledge, but then add that into my kind of tracking capabilities so I can see, oh, uh, there's 12 more bytes. Is I should go take 12 more bytes as opposed to coming in right now and I do a whole lab and then I get the results of the lab and it lets me do it over the course of a day or two. So it's kind of cool. But but I, I like the idea of, of this I you know consumption in smaller segments just because that's more how people wanted to actually consume our video segments. So uh, mm -hmm. are how are the Lightning Lab concepts going to uh, looking at that trend? Yeah, we, we've definitely seen that with Lightning Labs, our numbers have gone up on the amount of people taking our, our labs because it's it's shorter um, and they can just easily come in and out. They've been fairly, fairly popular. And I think that that was kind of our first step in into um, how we can create those bite-sized pieces for our users. I know, Olivia, from your end, on digital, when we, we promote them online, they've been fairly popular. Um, also, we, we, we created something around VMworld where we had a challenge around Lightning Labs. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, definitely echoing everything you said, Eric, we've seen the appetite for longer content has gone down. We have some labs that can take six hours and that's just daunting for a user to see that. Um, no one has the time, no one has six extra hours in their day um, after their full-time job. So the 30 minute lunchtime break labs have, have worked really well. Um, we actually, as Sandy said, ran um, a promotion at VMworld around three uh, CMBU Lightning Labs, um, which worked out really great. We had, um, if you took the Lightning Lab, you can and um, you can get a free T-shirt. And we saw the the consumption of that lab rank in the top ten of amongst all of our labs throughout the whole week of VMworld. So definitely um, adding in the the shorter content helps. And in, on top of our Lightning Labs, the way that we've built how Odyssey Labs is within 30 minutes or less as well. So all of the tasks within every lab, um, depending on your skill set, should be completed, you know, in 30 minutes or less. And I think that's another reason why Odyssey has seen, you know, so much engagement um, and, and so much popularity off the bat because it was built to be completed in those shorter time frames, um, which, which is awesome. And then one other thing in terms of, you know, lightning labs and bite-sized pieces, I think, um, Sandy and I have just been exploring this with our team recently, but um, all of our labs now have modules or chapters within them. Um, and I think the end goal in the future is kind of start breaking those out um, for our users to choose which, which modules or which chapters are most relevant to them based on what they need to learn for their jobs. So, you know, further drilling down into how can we divide up our content to be more digestible for our users. Nice. Nice. So Switching gears, uh, I, I do want to mention that uh, in the in the land of social, uh, I'm getting followers in APJ at a higher rate, uh, and I'm saying hello to people in uh, Saudi Arabia and throughout the Arabian region. Um, I know that you guys were at VForms last year, and uh, you did stuff uh, throughout APJ as part of VForms. Uh, when we talk about uh, multiple languages and uh, you know 
you know, how to how to do this in native languages. Maybe you guys could just talk a little bit about uh, your global reach and what you're doing to kind of be in this game for uh, the different country regions. I don't know if that's yeah, Sandy definitely. or, yeah, I don't know who wants Yeah, to we kind of alternate. We go right. back and forth. But yeah, we, we actually have localized all our labs in, in 10 different languages. We have a huge presence in our Asia market and, and of course, making sure that um, the labs are localized in Japanese and Chinese. Um, for for last year, we were actually part of every V forum in, in, in Asia Pacific. Um, we had both hands-on labs and Odyssey available. And and we, we were able to localize all of the content. So really, once um, we develop a lab, we then work with the different locations to understand, is this relevant for their location? Should we look at localizing? So right off the bat, once we complete a lab, it goes into the localization process, and we have it available for um, global use. So um, we're always thinking of that um, as we start and, and finish the development of a lab. Nice, good shout out to everybody uh, in in different regions. We definitely see you and uh, are working hard to make sure all our blogs are uh, updated in different languages. Uh, we've, we 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 look at all of that as well. I, even on the social WordPress communities, all of that. So it's it's good that you're doing that. And I I would assume that uh, Odyssey, you know, online will actually have to do some of that as well. Yep, that's correct. We've already started localizing some of our pieces into multiple different languages, and we've actually seen a request from a lot of the digital folks to get the web pages localized as well, since there's that appetite for gamification and competition abroad as well as just in the U.S. So we're excited to see where, where it goes from here. So we have a bunch of data center people that obviously pull down our podcast. Um, but as we transition into cloud, right, whether it's uh, AirWatch or whether it's Wavefront or other cloud services, I mean, most people think traditional, you know, vSphere, ESX, vSAN, NSX as our traditional product base so would actually go do a lab to figure out how to set this stuff up in my uh, my data center. Do you guys also get into the new uh, products uh, when we talk about cloud health or Wavefront? Uh, and I'll, I'll mention another one in a minute, but, uh, but why don't we take that stab of, uh, from a cloud services perspective, um, are you shifting those labs to not just install, set up, configure, operate, but also usage of these type of SaaS services? Yeah, definitely. We, we have SaaS labs available. We have VMC on AWS. And one of the things that we have done is um, we call these hybrid labs where they go in through the VMware learning platform where our labs are, are hosted. And then we actually allocate a specific resource to them. We create, we do a student check-in. So that way we're able to um, monitor and allow users to kind of go in, in into the product. Um, for AWS, we actually, it is live capacity. So that's something that we ensure to make sure that it is available for our users. We prepare it in advance. And um, that's kind of the model that we started with. And we're, we're rolling that out for all of our, our SaaS products as well. So that those are available right now. Um, we do have a little, since they are SaaS, we have um, some limitations in terms of concurrent users. Right now, we can offer it up to 70 people at one time. Right. So it's just checking in users and checking out. But that's kind of a way that we have transitioned to make sure that we're able to provide um, 
that um, evaluation of those products as well to our users who normally would not be able to access them unless they purchase the, the product. Yeah, I would say that's that's kind of cool that you're doing that because that's always been an issue with the SaaS products is uh, mm -hmm. the expert programs always give out licenses to our products because we own them and there's no cost yeah. that occurs to that. But then when you talk about SaaS cloud, that uh, there's cost and there's ramp up costs uh, over at AWS or Azure. And then how do we how do we build that? So I like the idea that, uh, you know, you have some buffered amount of capacity there, you know, whether it's 70 or whatever, and then people can come in, use that capacity for the for the lab. And then and then we manage the purchase of that capacity based on what kind of buffer we want to have for the people that are coming online at any given time. And that's 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 brilliant. I, I'll tell you guys the story. Back in the day, um, this guy got his NSX certification, right? He's like super proud of himself. And and we're talking, and this is back in the days of CloudCred and uh, the, the days like last year. Um, I, I, and 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 this this guy's like, yeah, I don't even have NSX installed at home. I don't have a home lab with it. I don't even have it at work. But I'm certified because I went into the HOL environment and uh, I took the labs and then I could get access and I could mm -hmm. break out and get access to the command lines. And I practiced the command lines and I took the online VCP practice test and went back and used the HOLs to, to, to get to the point where I, I, could, I could pass the, the, the VCP certification uh, for that for that topic, which was which was really neat, and I think in the AWS cloud services, Azure cloud services land, a lot of people want to do that as well. Like get some experience with the software, get credible, so that when the new project comes down and you want to implement a solution, you can you can actually say you have had time with the platform. So that's pretty neat. Yeah, for for AWS right now. Uh... Um, most of it has been in person, so we're actually in the process of trying to bring that online because in person we're able to manage the users that are coming in and out. Right. Um, for online, because it's online, anybody can join and it's a little bit harder to manage. And so we're actually partnering with um, the business unit. They're they're looking for an event in, in May. It's still, I think, Olivia, I don't know if I'm able to share that yet but i think it's still being Nobody defined right where we're going to try to launch it you can, launch something there you can you can talk about anything here uh we just know that we talk about things we're not supposed to talk about and okay i just wanted to check with because olivia is kind of know, the Pablo, one that's managing that we'll sponsorship just, we'll just but i don't know <laughs> we're still in planning phases but i think they're still working towards the final date um of, of the online event but yeah, yeah, that's good. <laughs> so, so I'll hit a question with both of you. Like, do you feel like you're busier now than you were before the, the flu virus showed up? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, a lot more meetings. It's We don't have the two-hour commute anymore, but we, we have more meetings. <laughs> I have found that at a drop of a hat, everybody wants to just send me a Zoom invite, and, and you have no excuse to miss it anymore, right? If your calendar's open, it's not like you can, oh, I was at lunch, or I was like, it's like, yeah, so things have been, but things have actually accelerated too, right? Like, I, I think that this, you know, in this standard footprint model of prepping everything for VMworld, right? We we yeah. get ready for momentum season and then we launch momentum season. So we actually say we're not allowed to go on vacation from mid-August all the way to November, right? Because that's yeah. VMworld US, Europe, and now AWS reInvent. So the whole team has to get their vacations in before the momentum season goes. But now because of everything shifting to online so quickly, it's just, just like 
pedal to the metal. Everybody wants to do everything now and and get because everybody has bandwidth and there is no, gee, I'm going to go to this VMUG and do it uh, on this date. It's like sooner the better. Let's have a Zoom meeting and let's talk about how to do it now. Right. So mm-hmm. uh, we definitely seen a rise in our number of labs taken, which is which is good. <laughs> I'm pretty yes. happy about that. Yes, it is good as long as this all translates to like people being able to get back in their data center and actually, you know, do the upgrades and, uh, and, and, you know, build out new infrastructure, which I got to imagine in another month, that's going to happen. So uh, we're, I think everybody's using this time appropriately. I think community members, uh, bloggers, everybody is using this time to refresh their blogs and get new content out there. And then when things open back up again, I think it's going to be a busy time for everybody at the same time. Maybe we'll get a lag. Maybe we'll get a, like a, uh, a June, July slowdown for the digital where everybody shifts back to in-person stuff and we can can't reach anybody after or something. But yeah, even for hands-on labs, we we started now, it it has always been a priority digital for us. We we make sure that we're available online 24 seven, but now with this and in terms of even events where we are event heavy, where we are making sure that we're present in person. um, So that is now, that's a focus for us where all of us now are kind of heads really focused on making sure that we're online 24 seven, answering all those support questions from our users, making sure everything is available and running for them. So number of labs, how many labs do we got these days? 80, 90, 50? I don't know what the number, how many, how many labs are out there these days? I think we have like over 90, maybe like 99 or so, but we're constantly updating and developing especially with Odyssey and Lightning Labs, that number keeps growing. Right. A quick question. How many labs do we, uh, you know, you mentioned the continuous development cycle. How many labs do you guys push out every year? We pushed out last year, I, I believe Olivia, we were at 90, 86, but we were still as well working on five other ones. So that's why we're like at 90 or so. But yeah, last year after VMworld US and VMworld Barcelona, we were at around um, 86 or so. Very yeah, nice. So yeah, very we nice. make sure to cover all products and new acquisitions. So we, in terms of new acquisitions, we are working now on creating a carbon block. That was going to be my pivotal... final question. So yeah, you know, we're not allowed oh, to sorry, talk about the gun. it. It's security, it's secret. But uh, carbon block, a uh, big acquisition. A lot of people are interested in it because it's it's you know market leading technology. So I assume you guys are working on a carbon block one coming up as well. Yes, so we are definitely, it's on the roadmap to have a carbon block lab available. The other thing, um, sneak peek that I that we're exploring, um, because it is security focused, one of the things that we're looking to expand for the gamification is to capture the flag type of um, scenarios and, and tasks. That way we can um, as well make sure that we're in line to what a user typically does in the security. Of course, it would be more on the defense side instead mm-hmm. of offense, but sure. that's yeah. something that we're exploring. And for people that don't know what Capture the Flag is, Capture the Flag is a really cool thing for hackathons. We're doing it with mm-hmm. VMware Code. We're going to launch a Capture Codes uh, activity. And it's basically challenges that you get to do and you're graded on those challenges. A lot of times it's 10 questions. You got to go through, answer the questions, do things, go get something, accomplish something, attack something, hack into something. Uh, So it is 
here you have this to do and it's time-based. So uh, one or two people or three people on a team can go and try to get it done as quickly as possible, get a time. So a little bit like uh, Odyssey, but much more in this uh, capture the flag code sense is go write this code and then run it and get these results and, you know, and then get time-based on those kind of things. So uh, very fun. So yeah, uh, I think that would be a, a fun format for, for HOLs as well. So I need to connect with you, Eric, in that case, because I think we're just kicking that off. So it'll be good to also connect on some of your learnings and making sure that we're... Yeah, yeah, we should uh, should line that up so that uh, when we're we're launching uh, launching those guys that we 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 are doing it. We're we're I think we're using Capture the Flag. Uh, there is a SaaS service mm. platform that we use that that a lot of the coders use already. So yeah, yeah, we'll sync up on that. A lot of fun, a lot of a lot of interesting stuff. So Carbon Black. Expect that shortly, and uh, who knows what it, what what, what else we're gonna uh, acquire. But all of these things end up being a lot of cloud services type things that are uh, that's fun. I love that idea. Uh, we're always looking for ways to solve the access to cloud services for for our community base as well. So great work. So uh, we are coming up to the top of the hour. So thanks a lot, uh, uh, Sandy Visso and Olivia Rice. Um, can't wait to see how this all plays out, and maybe in another. Six months, we'll get you guys again and see see how the how the world is going and whether we're at it VMworld. So thanks a lot for uh, coming on the show and show and doing all the hard work and giving us an, an update. Thank you. Thank you very much, guys. All right, before we uh, before we drop off, it is uh, the V Barbecue. So if you haven't gone to our YouTube channel and given us a subscribe, go do that. The channel is uh, YouTube.com/vbarbecue. And Tony Foster, I know you've been waiting patiently uh, on the call. Uh, what's happening with the with the barbecue uh, report? It's 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 lunchtime. Uh, I'm kind of hungry. Any good thoughts? I do have one report that we could talk about, but anything you got? Well, I, I don't actually have anything. So let's talk about what you've got. Okay, so Amy Lewis does barbecuing. She lives on the East Coast somewhere. She was a big community advocate. She still is. Now she also does product management. Uh, and I follow her on Facebook. Uh, she's a really neat person. And uh, she does barbecue quite a bit. And uh, she did barbecued plantains um, last weekend. And uh, she had photos of it. And, oh, boy. I have never barbecued my plantains. I make jerk chicken with, uh, with barbecue. You know, I do that as a regular staple. And I do plantains but i always put plant i always fry up the plantains in oil right but she mm -hmm. actually put them on weber or grilled them and blackened them and man they look pretty good and if i had enough nerve to go to a grocery store and actually buy some real fresh food i i was i was gonna mask up put my gloves and my n95 mask on and go get some plantains and uh prep them and, and put them on a barbecue because that that sounded uh, awful good. So shout out to uh, Amy for for doing that, posting it on Facebook. Very and, uh, cool. Uh, I will definitely do that and uh, get some results back. But she had some great photos of some barbecued plantains. And with that, we're at the top of the hour. Thanks a lot, guys. Uh, Ismail, nice to see you again. I see you're back, back, yeah, you too. back vertical, which is great. Uh, and we mm -hmm. will, we will get our next get. I think next week we're doing. Um, we are going to have the guys that are operating the test drive platform uh, come in and give us a demo of test drive, which is VMware's new 
POC, do an online POC. So if you need a customer that wants to look and do a test drive, they'll do an install for you of a of where on a cloud service platform and you can come in and test drive it to do a, a kind of like an online POC with your customer. So kind of focused on the experts and other people that are you know trying to sell software. It's a very sales motion, but we're going to have test drive on next week as well. And uh, that's online. So that that'll also be a fun thing to put into your heart and want to do something online uh, tool bag for the next couple months. Okay. Until then, Thanks for everybody tuning in, and we will see you again next week. Thanks a lot. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo, and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.